This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome back to Buckets. We are in the liminal state between the regular season and the postseason. Does this podcast even exist? The answer is yes, and we're here with Billy Scafuri. You're getting bucket buckets. And I was just fouled by Anthony Davis. Insane. With no time left on the clock, he fouled me, too. That's awesome. What an honor. It's you and Mike Conley. <laughs> I wonder, I straight up, as soon as Schroeder hit that shot, turned off the television, was like, dinner time. Wow. Like one <laughs> and second left, and you're like, they're not going to tie it. <laughs> what? I don't know what, the, what com- <laughs> compelled me to make that decision. But then I got a text from you, Wendelkin, Lustick, all saying, unreal, yeah. unreal, oh my unreal. God. And I was oh like... And we're in overtime. Yeah. Okay, doke. Yeah. <laughs> it felt. It definitely felt like a game winner. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the announcers all all the energy was there, but man, you guys had to scrap back for that win. It was. A, it would have been a devastating overtime loss. It would have been a mm-hmm. devastating overtime loss. There's no two ways about it. it. Might have ruined the season right then and there. I mean, that's like a like organizational saving like b- moments that happened. You were down 10 <laughs> with like a few minutes left, you know, like yeah, if you guys lost that and like, third. didn't, yeah. If you didn't really make the playoffs, like the real playoffs, I, I don't know if there's other conversations happening. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. Like, you know, it's funny that it's like a difference between a made shot and a missed shot is like, okay, the season was a success or the season was a failure and we have to mm-hmm. fire people and change the roster. Like just And like potentially trade LeBron. Yeah. You know, like all of those headlines just aren't going to come to pass, which is so good for you. Like, <laughs> it was a sigh of relief to be sure, which is why it was such a devastating blow that he fouled Mike Conley in the court. Like, I don't understand what he was doing in the key if mm-hmm. they were up down Lakers were up three, so you don't even have to guard the rim, really. Just stand in the corner. Right. Just stand in the corner. Don't even move. And I mean, to be fair, like, the foul happened 75 minutes after the shot. Yeah, the foul was Like, the ball was released. He didn't have to call a foul. Right. They didn't have to call it. (laughs) Right. But I tell you, man, if, like... Everything was there for just an absolute shit show in the off season for the Lakers. Yeah, like that would have been no terrible. Gobert, no Vanderbilt, or not Vanderbilt, McDaniel's. Yeah. You know, like they had all the excuses. A bad game by Ant. It was just. I am so grateful yeah. and so like relieved <laughs> that you guys are okay. Well, that wouldn't even have been the last game. We would then have to be mm. the Thunder, play the Thunder on Friday, and the winner plays mm-hmm. the Nuggets on Sunday. Like zero rest. So how are we feeling, uh, games aside for a second, about the play-in? This is year two of the play-in? Uh, I think it's three. Is it three? Three? No, is... it was the, yeah, the bubble was like the first kind of half play-in. Oh, right, right. It was like a win, it was a nine versus eight, and the nine had to win twice, and the eight had to win once, but that yes. just happened right away, so it didn't really feel like the play-in. Then I think this is year three, because the first year was the LeBron poked in the eye shot over Golden mm-hmm. State. I was seeing three rims. Exactly. And then right. the year after that, the Lakers missed the playoffs entirely, but there was a play-in tournament. It was like the Clippers, Pelicans, Pat Bev standing on the scorer's table. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> right. this is year three. <laughs> so thoughts on the play-in? I mean, it doesn't seem it's like it's hit. going anywhere. It's a hit, right? It's a game seven maker instantly. Mm-hmm. We went from yes. regular season, who are these players, people tanking slash trying to play basketball, straight into game seven of the Western Conference Finals. Kudos, Silver. <laughs> Kudos, dog. Like, that's great. And I'm really curious because I believe they adopted this, like, play-in tournament in the middle of the season next year, correct? Oh, yeah. No, that's a—it's not a play-in tournament. It's just this random regular season tournament, which— It's a million dollars or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there was cash on the line. 
Right, which is pretty unsexy. Like, but Yeah, it feels like not the same. It's not going to be the same. I'm going to say that it's not going to be the same. But I do wonder if year one, we're all going to be like, this is cringe. Like, we don't want this in, in-season tournament. But like by year two, it's like, I missed the tournament. Yeah. You know, like, I love that tournament. Well, I hear it's like just games within the regular season being designated as like important games. It's not like a separate oh, tournament. Oh, okay. Got it. And then okay, whoever wins it. the most special games play each other in an extra game. So those teams will play 83 games, but one of them will mm. be for $500,000 or something. Okay. Got it. Yeah. There was a lot of like CBA news where like that was folded into it. And I was like, I'm not reading the news. <laughs> I just don't know why, but I'm like, my body is saying don't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, Basketball is one thing, and the collective bargaining agreement is a completely separate thing. It's yeah, like not it's an true. exciting part. The salary cap going up is not the same as like seeing people dunk and make threes. It's true. <laughs> um, the Bulls also had their own comeback, which was a, a blast to watch. It was a, it was great. Like none of these games are blowouts; they're all hyper competitive, right. do or die, like instant classics it seems like even the pelicans thunder game was fun to watch the raptors bulls game was fun to watch and we were starved for actually exciting basketball because again february march and april have been weird weird regular season games the last week of the nba it seems like like these players were almost like coming out of like solitary confinement like they didn't know how to act like so many like there were teammates on like the gobert punch the guy punching the wall there was like another fight between like (laughs) plumley and bones highland it was like these guys are like we don't know if we're supposed to win. Yeah. We don't know how to play. The Nuggets are getting blown out because it was just all so upside it down. It was really so. weird. I'm playing a yeah. team that's trying to lose, but actually maybe we should be trying to lose based on that other team that's trying to lose. So, like, why aren't you guys trying to lose? And it's like, I don't know. We're just trying. The Clippers are like, we're just going to try to win. And, and we'll try like, and win, like, bad. the first 44 that's minutes. Bad. But, like, <laughs> we will lose bad. the final four. And it's like, wait a minute. And, like, ultimately, as a fan, I could I could look away and be like, whatever, it's all messy, these games don't matter. But you and I and Zeus were in this over-under that I imagine some Buckets listeners were following. That's right. Like, head-to-head competition. Yes. And these games deeply mattered yes. for us. It was like, we were separated by, like, two games. So, during the whole season, I raced out to this huge lead. I had the Pelicans over, things were flying high. Uh, then the Pelicans took a nosedive. I took mm-hmm. a nosedive. Zeus mm-hmm. shot up to first. He was about to win his back-to-back. Then you started doing well when the uh, Mavericks started doing poorly because yes. you had the Mavs under. So yes. Kyrie gets straight and, and the their team gets submarined. And then Billy flies to the lead. And then in like the last season or the last week of the season, it was like a three-way. Every every time we refreshed, shout-out to John Iyer, his, his over-under up-to-date leaderboard, which I'm not really sure how he made, but it actually was accurate. John, I was on your site more than (laughs) Amazon.com. Like, I was on your site more than Twitter.com. Like, you did the Lord's work. Thank you, John. Shout out to John Iyer. Um, And at the end of the day, the Mavs, you know, they lost just enough to propel you to victory. Yes, so I got the dub. Um, Your can first, we talk right? about the Mavs? Yeah, that's my first. I've had a couple silver medals. This was my first gold, which feels great. Wow, just getting $82 Venmos. Back Seeing, to back I mean, to back. You, you don't root for Kevin Durant slipping <laughs> during layup lines, but when it if, when it positively affects your chance to win $400, you say, all right. And like these, <laughs> we, we can rock with that. Games that are like so meaningless, like Bulls Mavericks had like the highest like importance to this $400 swing for us. My God, I needed everything to go right on day 82 (laughs) and it did. But I tell you, I, 
The Mavs front office looks so bad, correct? They look For silly. how they played the last two games. Like, that is a mess. Well, it was a perfect storm of, like, them having a top 10 protected pick, them being tied with the Bulls, them playing the Bulls. So they were still <laughs> in the play-in tournament if they wanted it. But then they also needed to lose to the Bulls, so they played Luka for a quarter. Then they were like, actually, we're going to sit him. Because it was Slovenia night or something? Like, it, was it wasn't a, even... It was a nasty game. It was a, it was a low. It was a sad point of Luka Doncic's career, for sure. And then J- Jason Kidd, in like a press conference, they were like, was it complicated, yada, yada. And he's like, you know what? At the end of the day, you just got to do what Mark tells you to do. And I was just like, oh, boy. <laughs> like, that just came. You just outed your boss saying, we're tanking because yeah. we want the 10 pick. The 10 pick. The this 10. isn't a, like a, a lot or this isn't a top four pick. No. The 10. Yeah. Just because we don't want the Knicks to get the 11 for Porzingis. It's all so Fucked bad. Up. They, Got rid of Dorian Finney-Smith. Got rid, you know, all these dudes. Kyrie, it's just a mess. Especially because, like, I'm watching this play-in tournament where I'm like, okay, you're telling me the Mavericks couldn't have beat the Pelicans? Like, dude, Luka and Kyrie could have beat them, could have beaten the Wolves, and now it's like they're in the playoffs. And, like, as anybody who's played sports before, it's a you play with your heart. Like, you play because you believe anything is possible. And Cuban was like, nah, we need the 10 pick. Yes. <laughs> it's like, what you're are you the, doing? You're telling the third best player in the NBA to tank basically he can't play for the championship and like an, an, an nba champion in Kyrie, who's like the best fourth quarter scorer in the league which like anything is possible ultimately and they were like nah i don't know it was just like bad 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 look but it was great great for you <laughs> i made four hundred dollars <laughs> how did you see that when you drafted them fifth you saw that sort of the future sort of you Kyrie joining the team them needing to tank but not too much and then i don't know you just sensed it i guess well i really did actually say that uh because we were when i did draft them i was trying to predict who would be like this like who, which team was hanging on to this one asset like just this one thing that like if he got hurt for 70 games I they would reward. immediately be like Wembenyama. yeah you know they would immediately go to Wembenyama, <laughs> and i thought Wembenyama is a good fit on dallas because the european connection whatever and they tanked in a completely different way, and it ultimately benefited me. <laughs> but you also took the Suns under, hoping that like maybe Devin Booker would get hurt, and it's the same thing. Right. They were just but mediocre I was, by accident, it seemed. Mediocre by accident. And that was also like a, like an, I was angry because I picked their uh, under the previous year, and they, they like awesome. won like 70 games. And I was just like, <laughs> they wouldn't do it to me again. They couldn't do it to me again. And they sort of did not do it to you again. They, they stayed they did not. under their Vegas projection. Even I mean, the real lesson, the real lesson in the over-under league is you don't have to have like a team that got you 15 extra, like above uh, the expectations. You just need to have basically eight teams that aren't under. Like if you can have seven out of eight, each get you three or four, mm-hmm. like a net win. It's a, you have more, you have a puncher's chance to put it mildly. Yeah. I think me, you and Zeus who finished in the top three now two years in a row each had five teams in the positive and three teams in the negative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's good enough. And I think like the one theory that I've always had, and then we can get off the math of the over-under league, is you can't take a team that is like expected to have like uh, the under on a team that's expected to have twenty wins. Like Wendell yeah, can does that a lot. Yeah, exactly. And like the be- <laughs> and that would still be the best possible you know outcome, and you still get twelve. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> live in the middle and hope for the best. Right. It's usually like like I think my best pick was. Detroit's over under, which was 29 and a half, and they only won mm-hmm. 17. So, all right, mm-hmm. good for me, they shut down Kate Cunningham really early for no reason. Yeah. If you could pick and choose a team to just plop Victor Wambanyama, just personally, you would like to see him there 
of the teams yeah. in like the top 10, aka you, the bottom 10, what would you choose? I would probably pick like a San Antonio Spurs, just something to like, like that. Start from scratch. Seem start from scratch. They do have a lot of nice pieces there, and also the pop of it all. I feel like we would get five more years of pop. That's good. You know what I mean? I know which team you wouldn't want him on. You've made this clear on our text chain before. Which is the Portland Trail. The team we just talked about. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Detroit. Yeah, I'm like, Detroit. I don't want to watch Detroit. I just don't make me watch 4 p.m. basketball games. Yeah, they have some fun pieces, though. They I mean, they, are they, like, they have some fun pieces. Yeah, of like the shitty teams, like they are like more exciting to watch right now than Charlotte or Houston yeah. or... I don't know. I mean, LaMelo barely played this year. What a weird year for Charlotte, huh? Yeah, I don't want him to go to Charlotte. Actually, I wouldn't mind him on Portland because they might trade Dame if that happens. Mm. They're like, okay, that... now we have Dame, or we have like Victor, who's 19, Shaden Sharp, who's 19, and like right. Kevin Knox and uh, Anthony Simons, who are all like 22. We don't need a 33-year-old point guard. Facts. He really is a, he's so NBA ready, right? Like Victor, yeah. Yeah, like this is probably the most like skills like NBA ready dude we've ever seen. Yeah, right? he doesn't seem like a nineteen year old. Did you see the right. uh, the highlight of him missing a step back to three, and then they pan to the rim, and then he's flying into the frame? <laughs> it looked a Photoshop. It looked fake, like an AI video or something. It was literally out of a video game, yeah. and like the camera work was so accidentally perfect. Yeah. you know, like the camera was moving with the ball, and then in the complete opposite direction comes this giraffe who has a forty eight inch vertical. It was unbelievable. Wait, wasn't he just fading away from the rim? From the yes. three-point line less than a second ago, how is he here now? In the time it took for them just to pan the camera left and back right, he had already got off his back foot and charged the rim alley-oop to himself. He it's is, like a holy shit moment. Like, There's not a lot of things that happen in a basketball game that we've never seen before. Correct. correct. That's never happened. Like what he did was the <laughs> equivalent of, I think Pippen was on the line and he missed that free throw and then Jordan comes right. flying in Two out of nowhere. Two people have done it. Two people yeah. have done it. He did it to himself. When one person, does, and not even on a free throw, a step back three, which three. I've also a step never back seen is... a seven foot five inch guy do. So already it was rare to see. And then yes. another rare on the rare. And it all happened can... in the same game. Same play. And it all happened in the same second. Yeah. And then I made a joke about this on Twitter. I'm like, so the other team just takes the ball in after that? Like, we didn't all just see what happened? Like, an alien walks by, you're not just going to continue a board meeting, you know? Like, I feel like the game ends, you yeah. just start doing the, like the, the handshake lines at that point. It's that like, well, was, that happened. I mean, obviously, we're not going to... You win. Yeah. <laughs> you win. You're seven foot five. In a thousand years, is that just what every basketball play looks like? Like, everybody's seven foot seven, and they can dunk missed step back threes, and they're all shooting it from 50 feet? Probably is the honest answer, but I remember being a kid and being like, oh, so everyone's just going to be Shaq, yeah. right? The whole league is just going to be seven <laughs> feet tall and just giant and strong. But now they're all just like six foot 10 and Kevin Durant, yeah. which is unbelievable. Like this guy is Kevin Durant with six inches. It doesn't make sense. It does not make sense at all. He's Rudy Gobert with a step back. He's like James Harden's skill set in a super center's body. Doesn't, doesn't yeah. feel real. Hey, speaking of James Harden, let's talk a little NBA playoffs real quick. Oh. What do you think about these Philadelphia 76ers? I think they're better than people think they are. Right. I well said. Have, well said. I think the easy thing to say is like, oh, they have Doc, Doc Rivers as the coach and James Harden as the player. They'll choke. They'll lose in the second round of the Celtics. Mm -hmm. They're just not built for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. But I think that might be um, minimizing what they've done over the course of the year and also um, sort of minimizing how 
unstoppable Joel Embiid is right now. That's what it is. I think that's really like because because I can't put my finger on what makes them a fifty-five win team or however many wins they had outside of the fact that Joel Embiid is physically impossible to stop on offense. He's physically so big, impossible. Yeah, he's and his jump shot is so wet. Yeah, like when did he become Chris Paul of the mid range and also Shaq? Like that Dude, seems like a he's very Hakeem. dangerous combination. Yeah. He's Hakeem with like 80 extra pounds. He's just such a beast. And I mean, I would project this upon him, but you have to assume it's true. Like, dude is hungry. Yeah, like, he really, really wants, really wants it. Yeah, he <laughs> seems like he's really tired of being like mediocre. Yeah. But I still, to your point, I don't know exactly what makes them so good. I don't know. I, 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 I do undervalue him, them. Which is the number one play. Like, they'll always have the best player in the series, which is a huge advantage. When you watch mm-hmm. these play-in games, you can already start to feel like how different right. it is. True. Like role players True. that can't hit threes anymore because the stage is too big. Like, oh, wow. Right. That instantly becomes like, it'll be Kevin Durant versus Kawhi Leonard, that series. Like, mm, dude. All the little guys that win you regular season games, like, they're not to be counted on anymore. Right. <laughs> they're, they're just carrying the stars to the finish line. And now it's like, now it's an ISO game. Kevin Durant versus Kawhi Leonard. Joel Embiid right. versus Jason Tatum. Like, how it's, good it's, is your star? It's the best. I it's love awesome. everything you're saying right now. It's <laughs> the best. And we're going to get so much of it. This is the most exciting time because starting on Saturday, there's like four games every day. Oh, the first two rounds of the NBA playoffs where it's like that game just ended, which means a new game starts. It's like and it's Christmas all real for a month. It's yeah. not like they're arresting this player. This team doesn't quite matter because they're already like three games above whatever and they don't need to win. Like all these are must win games. But can Brooklyn shock them? For four games, can Brooklyn sneak four wins out of them? Brooklyn really had a facelift fast, and now they do have talent. Brooklyn's is it enough pretty talent? good, but no, I don't, think, good. I don't think they're they're good enough to beat the Sixers. No, Nick Claxton is like a potential like top three choice for Defensive Player of the Year. That yeah. doesn't mean anything against uh, Embiid, correct? No, yeah, he's too big, he's too fast, and he's too strong, and he can make a right. free throw jumper at 70 percent. <laughs> so you right. can't guard him. I think I think the Nets are a good team, but they kind of got messed up with the matchup. I think they. They could have given like the Knicks or the Cavs a run mm-hmm. for their money, mm-hmm. but I don't think they can. There's elite as the top three, and is Harden going to elevate his game because he also has the reputation of kind of folding in big games, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, that's the X factor, I guess. If he's like pretty good, James Harden, that'll be a huge boost. Like, right? They're the two or the three seed. They're the yeah, mm-hmm. they're the three seed. So they'll have to beat. Um, the Nets, and then they have to play the Celtics, and then they'd have to play Milwaukee. So that's a mm, that's a that tough, is a tough that is a tough pick. that's a tough second and third round back to back. That's why Milwaukee has such an advantage. Like Milwaukee avoided like but they'll watch Boston play Philadelphia and play the winner. That's such a huge mm-hmm. advantage. Yeah. What other uh, what other rounds are enticing to you? Are you intrigued by uh, Not rounds? Excuse me, matchups. Uh, Knicks, Cavs, dude. Vegas says that the Cavs are favored, but yeah. but not by much, correct? Yeah, they're they're like slight favorites. It's almost like the Grizzlies Lakers thing, where it's like the Knicks and the Lakers are slight underdogs. But right. if they steal one of the first two games, they'll be the favorites in that series. Yeah, I mean, then when you start looking at that Cavs roster, you're like, shit. Their starting five has names. Yeah, they Mitchell have is, names. Mitchell is that dude. He's the kind of yeah. guy where he's like, he's not worried about, you know, the bright lights of the first round. He's done that before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be a really good matchup. Who do you, what does your gut say? I guess I would give it to the team with home court advantage, but like right. the two teams to me are kind of equal. Also, there's the Randall factor, which is like, that's it. or is he going to play? Like, I don't really, I'm not in the 
caught up with the Knicks verse? Like, what are the people saying about? I mean, I'm caught up in the Knicks verse, and nobody knows. the 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 most recent thing we've heard is he's just not wearing a boot anymore. Okay, like just like when he's like <laughs> sitting on the sidelines, he's not wearing a boot, and it's like, okay, that's a step yeah. in the right direction, I guess. But like, he has that like Paul George energy right now, where it's like. He's he's on the right track, yeah. and that means nobody knows. Paul George is a good comp because it's like these teams lost these pretty big stars, but they seem to be fine without them. Like how important yeah. is Paul George and how important is Julius Randle? On paper, it seems very important, but in the regular season, it seemed like they were just winning or losing games with the same record without him. You're right. I mean, it's, it's on the Randall of it all, it's we replaced him with Obi Toppin, and we just play the whole team plays so different between those two players. Like Randall has so much ISO ball in him, he slows it down. He's very clutch. I mean, like this is no shade on him, but Obi just runs, yeah. and the team runs as fast as he does. And Obi was having like thirty and twenty, thirty and like fifteen games, right. like twenty four and twelve games. Yeah. So, <laughs> but again, to your point, it's like, but now it's the playoffs. Yeah, and like we're not different. just. Yeah, I think so. And like that, I think that's where you want that Randall. You need that Brunson. Yes. You know? Well, Brunson's going to be fine. Brunson's playing and Kawhi's playing. It's just their number two guy is not going to be there. Yeah. But I mean, the Mobley of it all, the Jared Allen of it all. Like, I've always feared and respected Levert. And then they have Garland, who is an all star. Yeah, they have a pretty Arguably an Oscar. MVP candidate. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's a big five. Yeah. <laughs> and don't discount Chetty. Don't yeah. discount Chetty Osman. They got good players on the bench. And they are, I think, the number one defense. Yeah, they play really slow and really methodical on defense. Which is a very playoff brand of basketball. We'll know more after the first game. Yeah, Are you expecting when the Knicks, the Knicks lose by 30. <laughs> I mean, as a New York <laughs> Knicks fan, that you've never really answered yes to that question in the past 25 <laughs> years regarding any matchup. <laughs> Do you like the matchup at least? Would you rather them have played the Sixers, like randomly? Yes, I think I would have preferred the Sixers, honestly. Wow. Because I think that what the Knicks have is uh, 12 good players, 10 really good players. Right. And so, which means that we have depth, which means that like when IQ comes off the bench, when, you know, we can replace Grimes with whoever we have Obi coming off the bench. We have these like talented and Philly seems very top heavy where it's like, as Embiid goes, so do we yeah. maybe Harris, you know, all those other guys, but Cleveland seems like a similar team to us where it's like, they have eight players that can just like cook you at any minute, yeah. you know? So I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be a very exhausting watch, to put it mildly. I think it's going to be very tiring. Like It's going to be like 12-round fights, I hope. I also wonder if the playoffs will seem almost less tense and like slow down than the play-in because they're not instantly win or go home. Right. Like there's, you know, um, like games that you can feel out. Like LeBron's game one's record isn't that great because it's like a feel-out game for him. And mm -hmm. when the Lakers were playing the Wolves, it was like, holy shit, this needs to be like, a, we need to win this game. It was, it felt like a game six or seven instantly right away. Right. It's like you have to win every minute in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, in the play-in, excuse me. Yeah. And like stars are playing 42 minutes at a time. Right. Yeah. I mean, LeBron played 48. Am I wrong in saying that with overtime? I think he played 40 in, reg in the regulation and then an extra five. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Jesus Christ. That's his, that's his age. That's his age. He played a minute play for every age. year of life. Yeah. <laughs> you you should do that. 45, man. Yeah. Good God. He, and he still got it. Yeah. He still got it, man. Although you see like uh, clips of him like taking, now that there's like Twitter detectives everywhere, it's like, mm -hmm. look at these seven plays of LeBron taking the full playoff on defense. Where it's like Torian <laughs> Prince runs to the top that. of the key. LeBron's just like, we're good. Hope he misses. <laughs> ah, I made it. Ah, shit. I was like, oh, that can't happen very much. I you can't leave him wide open like that, I don't think. 
I haven't seen the Twitter clips that you're talking about, but I've watched enough of that game to be like, hey, LeBron, hey, LeBron, balls in, yeah. balls in, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, sorry. Yeah, I'm just sort of, I can only sprint on offense so much that I have to take mm-hmm. a few defensive possessions off. That's fair, right? So let's talk about your boys real quick okay. and your upcoming matchup. What do you, how do you feel? Uh, not terribly confident. Yeah. Memphis is one of those young athletic teams that gives the Lakers fits, or at least gave the old Lakers fits when we were yeah. older and slower, like Pat Bev, Russell Westbrook Lakers fits. But these new Lakers with Jared Vanderbilt and all them are a little bit more equipped to stop and slow down John Morant. Yes. Is it just John Morant, though? I mean, like, Jaron Jackson now seems to be the problem. Uh, Bain. Yep. Bain yeah. seems to... I remember just, Scary. like, meeting Bain in the playoffs last year and being like, this guy's really, really, really good. Really solid. Yeah. But they also are losing two big men, which is Dude. also helpful for a team with Anthony Davis on it. They're a different team without Steven Adams. Like, yeah. I had Memphis over, so I found myself watching them more and more. He is an offensive rebound machine. Steven yeah. Adams. And he yeah. would he would grab the ball, kick it, and then they would hit a three. Grab the ball, yeah. kick it, and then they would hit a three. And them not having that, it's like, you might have the better center somehow in this series, yeah. which is like not really a Lakers <laughs> thing. Like well, with Tristan Thompson. AD, yeah. <laughs> with Tristan Thompson. With Tristan Thompson yeah, I think you have the better center in this series. Yeah, Xavier Tillman and Triple J trying to patch together enough big man minutes because they're also down Brandon Clark, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, Triple J is going to be the defensive player of the year. He's probably a power forward. Does he guard AD? I don't think so. I think he usually guards, like, the team's, like, bigger, slower center so he can roam and help. Hmm. Um, Who is that for the Lakers, though? The Lakers start AD, so he would have to, like, choose. Maybe he would guard Vanderbilt, like somebody who's not really an offensive threat so he can play, like, free safety down there a little bit. Right. Because that's what I was wondering, uh, too, in like the, uh, and we'll stay on the Lakers, but with the um, Clippers' sons of it all, it's, I was like, are we going to get Kawhi on Durant for seven games? But like, no, coaches don't want to do that, right? Yeah, they usually like put the stars on a player that's a little easier to guard for the first three minutes, right. or for the first three quarters, but then there's yes. some like magical like last five minutes where it's like, all yep. right, we're going fucking you against me, let's do this shit. The fans all stand up, and it's like, this is what we don't, <laughs> yeah, yes, 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 yes. Hopefully the games are close enough in any of these series, but especially Phoenix versus the Clippers to do that. But like the Lakers are like, what, like plus 125 or something? Like they are, Vegas is saying like, it's kind of a toss up. Yeah, for a seven versus two, it's a lot closer than I thought it would be. And the Lakers, just as a reminder, had to fight, scratch and claw to beat the Wolves like without Rudy Gobert and without their the starting game power, did forward. not inspire confidence. Right. I mean, they didn't it, like beat them by thirty, and it's like bring on the Grizzlies. Yes, it's exactly. Holy shit, we barely survived. Now we have to play the Grizzlies. Exactly. It's like it's, but I mean, Vegas knows stuff. Question mark. But they also always overvalue the Lakers because a lot of people think like LeBron plus AD mm. is enough to win a championship, so mm. they shouldn't have as big of a problem. But credit to them, the Grizzlies are still favored, which I think is correct. So, what is your roadmap to victory? How do we get four wins? Um. I guess generally we split the first two games in Memphis mm-hmm. and then ideally win the ones in LA. Then are it's we, like you're up 2-1 or 3-1. Are we better at home? Are we like one of those teams that is like night and day better at home? No. I mean, every team is a little bit better at home. The Lakers are oddly like one of two Western Conference teams with a 500 or better road record too. Mm, so okay. that bodes well for the playoffs too. They're not okay. like the Warriors where it's like we barely win on the road and destroy at home. There it's is more of a... Solid at home and 500 on the road. I would argue that there is maybe only one team in the West that actually feels like the hardest team to beat. 
Do you know what team I'm thinking nuggets. of? No, <laughs> not at all. Not at. I am off the Nuggets. <laughs> Do, can Just you guess their last month? Uh, yeah. Sacramento, Phoenix, dog. Phoenix. Phoenix scares the hell out of me. <laughs> Have they lost when Durant has played? No. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what? They've lost a lot when he didn't play. Right. So as Which long as you he... think, like, is this a team that's so bad without Durant that they're literally only one Durant away from being finals favorite? Mm. That doesn't seem right either. I don't know. They, I've watched. The, I remember like their first couple games with Durant, and I was like, "Well, that's that. That's the season. They are yeah. the winners. They, there's no team can beat this. No team can. They're just. They're a real, real scary team to me. But like Memphis. Lakers have a shot. If they play Denver, I think you guys have a solid shot. If you play the Clippers, solid shot. But yeah. Phoenix is the one team where I'm like, good luck out there, kids. I don't know. Yeah, because it's it's like, all right, let's game plan to stop Kevin Durant. It's like, okay, great. Devin Booker one-on-one will beat you. Or right. Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, pick and roll can beat you. And yes. then also Kevin Durant. Yes. And like I think Ayton is like always the missing, the, the person that no one talks about. But more often than not, he's the better center in the in the matchup. Yeah, he's, my money, he's like a, a B-plus center, which yeah. is a great thing to have when we, the other team is a C-minus C center. Totally. And it's like rare to even have B-plus centers anymore. They're like, there really aren't that many B or B-plus centers in the league. Were you watching that wacky like last uh, 12-30 game of the season where like, the Clippers were like tracking whether they should lose or win versus the Suns? No, but I did see like Haralabob constantly like dissing the bench coaches of saying yeah. like they did not know what was happening around the NBA and what they should yeah. be doing. So can you explain to me and the listeners exactly or close to exactly what happened? Yeah. So the, the Clippers, if they won, would play the Suns yeah. uh, in the 4-5 matchup. And um, a lot of like advanced basketball minds like Haralabob were like, that's a dead end. Like, Whatever you can do, avoid that. Correct. And other people are like, you know, like making the playoffs is great. And if they lost, if the Clippers lost on purpose or otherwise, they almost lost not on purpose. Right. Um, they could have dropped into the plane, played the Lakers uh, in a 7-8 game to okay. play um, the Grizzlies. And that's not ideal uh, either. They also could have, and what ended up would have happening uh, because the Wolves beat the Pelicans, they would have finished sixth, which lined them up with the Kings, which is better the dream scenario. Better. So a lot of people were saying like a 50-50 shot between Kings and play-in is still better than the dead end of playing this Phoenix Suns. And the Clippers, to their credit, were like, we're just going to try to win the basketball game and we're right. going to try to make the playoffs and right. we're going to deal with that when it comes. Right. And people are like, okay, great. Have fun. Now it's come. Phoenix Suns. <laughs> it's come. <laughs> Good luck. You guys beat them, so this shouldn't be a problem. Big win, gang. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> you made the playoffs. Right. You definitely made the playoffs. But if they get swept, I think the uh, analytical uh, side will be like, well, this is what you wanted. Congratulations. You made the playoffs, but you didn't win any games. The Clippers are another one of these Western Conference teams. I've been to a half dozen Clippers games this year. I've seen them up close and personal. I still don't know what makes them good. That good. That good. It's that good. It's Kawhi. It is Kawhi. Yeah. It, that's, it's like it begins and ends there. It's like you can tell me that Zubac is good. You could tell me that Terrence Mann is this great piece, whatever. It's Kawhi, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it'll be Kawhi versus Kevin Durant, which is kind of a, you know. Dream uh, matchup. One versus 1A, 1A would 1B, whatever you want to give the slight edge to. Right. But then Phoenix has a bunch of other edges and the yeah. Clippers not so much, with, especially without Paul George. Yeah. I think that's probably the, the, the first round matchup that I'm most excited to watch on the daily. Yeah, and that was the one that was like the the line was like I was like Phoenix minus five hundred like they're like prohibitive favorites. I didn't think it would be that much of a landslide baked into the odds. 
can we mention that you bet a futures bet that the Suns are going to win it all? Yeah, I think we talked about that before. When okay. Kevin Durant said that the Suns were on his list of preferred destinations, me and Jesse, another over-under member, uh, he was in Vegas. And we're like, I'm like, just it's 9 to 1. Put like $300. Like, right. We might win $2,700 if the Suns win the championship. Love. Which will, they'll be favorites if Durant ends up there. Durant did not end up there right away. We felt kind of stupid holding this ticket, which like dropped to 20 to 1 when the Suns were starting. Wow. Durant was not on the nets. Wow. And then, Lo and behold, Durant does end up on the Nets, and here we are holding this ticket that we're, I guess, Phoenix Suns fans for the playoffs, which is a fun thing to be because maybe our Lakers will get eliminated. We'll have a different team to root for. And you're really slick because you also did it for the best team in the East. I remember you texting me and being like, I also put this futures bet down on the Bucks. They're yes, like plus 500. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and they you're like, that seems wrong. Yeah. yeah, they were 6-1 to one like a, uh, about a month or two ago. Yeah. So I got two little bits of action, one on fake Bovada Bucks, one on real Vegas cash. In a perfect world, it's Suns Bucks, and I yes. have to sit down and watch, enjoy the show. Just find out what it's going to be. Yeah, which I'm, is what it was two years ago. Remember that Suns yeah, Bucks? Of course, but now it would, they would have Kevin Durant on there. Yeah, too, which is like so much more fun. <laughs> just like just like Cavs Warriors, a great series, and then oh look, one of these teams now has Kevin Kevin Durant. Durant. Yeah, That's not fair. No, and yet I know it might not be fair again, but we don't know. He's played eight games. He's yeah. played eight games with the team and won them all. <laughs> a time. A title favorite who ostensibly has played one preseason with the team, and now we're like, yeah, he'll win the championship. Well, he's the lead, like he's the perfect example of like he doesn't need to learn the offense. He doesn't need to learn like just put him on, just put him on the court. Yeah, he's, he's fine. Seven footer and the best shooter in NBA history, so he'll he's fine. Yeah, I was talking to somebody <laughs> about this today. Who is the best? Who like if you could pick anybody in the NBA, who's the best defender that you could put on him? You can't uh, stop his shot, but everything else, like who's the best? Is yeah. it is it Kawhi? Is, uh, it does Kawhi, Kawhi still have that? I don't know if he still has it, but he was like the best wing defender for a large right. stretch of the last decade. Tatum, Drew Tatum's Holiday, solid, but... Drew Holiday just doesn't have the inches. Yeah, like no one can is stop it Austin them. Reeves. <laughs> yes, that's exactly who it is. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I think that I think the answer is no one human can stop him because he. It can get to his spots and then when he elevates he's taller than anybody else right it's almost like Banyama that's it yeah (laughs) it's like a coach a coach is ultimately like the best way to try and stop Kevin Durant right like you send a double it's whatever the the Celtics did last year which by the way they they also did not duck Kevin Durant and by the way they swept Kevin Durant yeah yeah he did not look like Kevin Durant last year that's right good lord so I don't know maybe there's something to not avoiding Kevin Durant like he is not the healthiest version of himself ever Mm -hmm. um and he is—he showed last year that you can defend him in a way that prevents him from winning. He didn't win anything. They—they they, they got swept by the Celtics. But now his teammate is Devin Booker. It is just so beautiful. Devin Booker's pretty good. So yeah, great. He's, good. he's so great. It's amazing. He's—he's <laughs> he's Jason Tatum. It's the best. Are they a likable team? Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. No. I don't think so. <laughs> when yeah. you say their names out loud, no, I don't think so. It seems yeah, like Devin Booker has used there? up. I mean, I'm. Uh, I mean, for your bank account, I'm rooting for the Suns, Clippers. I would. I mean, it's always fun to see an up like a real upset and Kawhi versus the world. Upset. We've we've witnessed Kawhi versus the world before when he was on Toronto, and you know, I would be very pleased if we saw that version of Kawhi again. But I just can't imagine it happens personally. Yeah, as a general basketball fan, it would be nice to like see a team defy mm-hmm. the tank. Say no, we're siding with the basketball gods. We're playing to win, and we will take whatever thing we get. 
And it would also be funny if they did that and then got soaked by the <laughs> Yes. So either, either result's going to be fun for us. <laughs> yes. And I'll be rooting for Phoenix. And I don't know if you saw the schedule breakdown. Like the Lakers have a lot of rest between their games, which saw. is very helpful. And the Suns and the Clippers do not have any rest between that their happens. games. That like happens. Every other game. I feel like that happened last year too, where it's like, oh, you just got the short, you pulled the short straw, where it was just yeah. like, you are every other day. It just is what it is. And Clippers fans are like, yeah, that happens to us all the time. And some people are like, well, you're. You know, you have to take 45-minute flights from Phoenix to L.A., so True. it's a little harder when you're flying from Memphis to L.A. Oh, that's interesting. Does that actually factor into why certain teams have more arrest in between? Could be. They don't really say why they make the schedule the way they do. That's a good theory, though. Um, but it's also much... TV ratings and stuff like that. Like, they want the Lakers to play on Sundays and Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And they want the Suns and Clippers to be, like, Wednesday at 7 on NBA TV. It's so funny that the Lakers and Clippers play in the same city, and yet one of them is like, you guys, like, people like you. Like, you're the marquee team. And you guys you're eat out of a dumpster famous. in the back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you're just like the rats that eat at the Lakers scraps. Can you guys play at 2 p.m.? Is it possible? Would that be crazy? 2 a.m. or 2 a.m. Like, you know what? We'll let you choose. 2 a.m. or 2 p.m. You choose. FanDuel TV would need a game. So I don't know if you guys want to play on FanDuel TV. <laughs> By the way, speaking of FanDuel TV, I am enjoying watching Kuzma and Dinwiddie hate each other publicly. That's a great, great get for FanDuel TV. That is just a duel that they did not expect to happen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you, you sent the background of the beef, which is kind of interesting. I didn't realize that it stemmed from a post-game conversation that those two were having. Right. Where it's like, Dinwiddie said that Wizards weren't even trying to win games. They were just a collection of players trying to play for a contract. And Kuz is like, wow, well, we still won and... I guess we were trying to win because your team's not very good now because he was on the Mavericks at the time. Then he got traded to the Nets, and Dinwiddie was talking a big game about making the playoffs when yep. the Wizards didn't make the playoffs. And Kuz is like, wait a minute, you you didn't make the playoffs. The Nets made the playoffs, and you got traded to the Nets. That's right. He said, you've been bounced yeah. around more than a basketball. <laughs> it was a pretty good response by Kuz. A nice yeah. little concise funny twitter thread yeah he had like four posts where he was like and here are my four insults for you and each yeah. one was like good better best the finisher i was just like not bad <laughs> very good because he thought it about this it didn't seem like it was uh written by a team of writers or no. pr people that took like two days he fired them off quite fast and he had like the right amount of typos in each one you know like yep. as someone who also wants to get the fastest text out possible speaking about me right now you'll yep. always get at least like one micro typo in there they were there yeah. so it's like this wasn't a copywriter he did kuz did this and he did some research the crypto jokes were in there too he did his job <laughs> what do you so think you're, you're giving kuz the win on that beef yeah i think so i actually like Dinwiddie, from what I know about him, I kind of like him thinking outside of the box and stuff, but like he definitely came off worse than Kuzma yeah. did. I think he was yeah. like, you don't want to take, it felt like cheap shots, like un, yeah, unprovoked Kuzma. cheap shots on FanDuel yeah, TV. A champ, and also he's not like, he's not like a superstar on a different team. You're just talking about like the second or third best player on Washington. Right. I mean, it's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> this like is the Wizards. He's on vacation right now. Like, yeah. This is just very weird. <laughs> what do you think about uh, Golden State Sacramento? I mean, that's it's the defending too. champ. Everyone says that Sacramento's gameplay doesn't isn't playoff basketball. You know where they right. score 130 and they don't slow it down or whatever. And Golden I'd State, love for them to just fucking run. The dude, me out too. Of the gym dude, me. Like, now what's too. playoff basketball? Like dude. Draymond wanted it. <laughs> Same. It was 145 in game one. Same. Like, you keep yeah. up. You keep <laughs> up. Like I love it. Like to me, the one factor that's the scary thing is Kerr. I feel like Steve Kerr can be ready for anything. like Because uh, he's seen it all. He's seen it all. And even after one game, if Sacramento scores like 132 on them and it's like 132 to 112 or something, I yeah. feel like he can come back and be like, so this is how we're going to score 140. 
you know right or try to slow them down a little bit i don't know it's just it's such a huge like nobody on sacramento aside from harrison barnes has ever made the playoffs wow like we don't know anything about anything like we have no idea how De'Aaron fox will be we don't know how malik monk will be maybe sabonis made it for like one series but we don't know how they'll play um they're just so green Wow, I did not. Is that that is a great stat that I had no idea about? Just Harrison Barnes. Don't fact check that because I just made that up. No, so it's it very impressive. No, no. Yeah, yeah. It might oh, be I'm, true. I only yeah. talk out my ass. <laughs> it may sound like my voice is making these. I'm talking out my ass 90% of the time. But yeah. I'm with and actually, you. Actually, now that I think about it, Herder did make a deep playoff run with the Hawks. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that the heart and soul of Sacramento Kings, yes. very unproven basketball team in the postseason. And, well, the Kings themselves specifically haven't made it in 17 years. So. Mm-hmm. Then there's the Warriors who have been there so much. So it's like the aging champion with so much experience versus the upstart Kings who haven't made it in a decade and a half going to battle. It'll be fun. I couldn't tell you how they won the NBA championship last year. I have no recollection of that. <laughs> They're the defending champs. I have truly no recollection of that. Do you have any memory? Can you remind me of one? Like, it's just like the Warriors? They, kind of swept, they swept the Nuggets. They like beat them 4-1 pretty easily. Okay. It was like Jokic and whoever was left on the Nuggets. Then they did the whole Grizzlies. That was the start of their, like they played the Grizzlies. That mm-hmm. was like the whole like, what was the, the song that they would sing and Draymond would like wave the towel? Yep, yep, yep. Don't remember, but yep. Yeah, and then in the conference finals, who'd they beat? Phoenix? Yes, that sounds. Oh no, they beat they beat Luca because Luca beat Phoenix. Right, right, right and then right, they right. yeah they had a pretty easy path. Like Dallas seemed to be like kind of out of answers. We're kind of tired, and then they got to the Celtics at the end, and I thought the Celtics would beat the Warriors. Yes, the Warriors were down two one, I think, and came back and won. Weird, just yeah. so weird. Are they better in the playoffs than they are in the regular season? Like, yes, do, I believe they are. Yeah, and can you guess why? <laughs> like, what actually, what actively changes? Do they just quote unquote lock in more? I think they. It's the same thing used to happen with like Kobe and Shaq. Like they used to just not care about games in February because right. they were like, we've we've made deep playoff runs for five, six, seven years in right. a row, right? And we can turn it on. But at a certain point, you can't anymore, right? And I thought that would happen last year, and then maybe it'll happen this year. Do you have the same faith in Clay Thompson that you did maybe two years ago? <laughs> when he had a torn Achilles and torn Okay, Achilles. sorry. So let's go like I... <laughs> five years ago. <laughs> no, not he, the same thing. Something, there seems to be, like, when he used to shoot, I'm like, it's, well, it's going in. He shot yeah. it. Clay Thompson. Pre-injury and, Clay was kind of different. Yeah, it really, there's a, and I, this brings me no joy because I'm a Clay Thompson fan, but, like, there is a little less faith where it's, like, he is a no-brainer jump shot. Steph is still 1,000% Steph, but there's something yeah. a little less um, confidence-inducing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's been Clay. playing well more so over the second half of the regular season. Okay. But not as good defensively. And then Wiggins is a huge question mark because he hasn't played in a while. And Jordan Poole, I'm not a huge fan of either, and he's going to have to take a big role as well. As a basketball player or as a man? I don't like him as a basketball player or as a man, really. I think he's sort of, um, he talks a lot of shit and mm-hmm. doesn't back it up entirely during the actual game. Play. He does have those like heater moments where like he oh, just, yeah. he, he can get hot. Yeah, yeah he could definitely get hot. Yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> Over the course of 82 games, he definitely disappears for a while. You know who's going to be a secret sauce? Dante D. He's great, too. He's a winner. I mean, the whole th- that series is going to be awesome. There's so many awesome series. Like, Clippers Suns going to be awesome. Uh, Kings uh, Warriors going to be awesome. Knicks Cavs going to be awesome. Lakers Grizzlies. 
Will Bo- everything will Boston for- Atlanta be awesome? Boston, I don't think Boston Atlanta is going to be awesome. I'll tell you, Atlanta did. Awesome. Atlanta didn't look. I mean, they won, so they clearly didn't look bad, but they they didn't look incompetent. You did know, not look incompetent, and I didn't think they'd win that game. So they proved me wrong. Yeah, uh, I would like it for them to be Boston. That would be funny if they beat Boston. Yes, that would be so. I don't think un- they'll actually beat Boston. I think Boston is minus eleven hundred. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Bet eleven hundred to win a hundred. <laughs> Not worth it. Not folks. a bad bet. Not a bad bet. <laughs> nah. You feel really confident about that if they're up three zero. Till Tatum like has a high ankle sprain four minutes into game one and you're like, Oh, Peyton Pritchard. Shit. I'm gonna really be rooting for you, Peyton Pritchard. <laughs> uh the last series we haven't talked about would be Denver versus anybody that comes out, Minnesota or Oklahoma. Man, I'm just it's perplexing that they're the number one seed. Yeah, I think they were just so good for the first half of the year that they just have been coasting for two months, and we kind of forget what made them that dominant. They were my number one pick in the over-under draft, and you know, you, there's a certain bias of how many teams you watch over the course of a season. I was watching a lot of Denver. I don't really know how they won all of those games because they were <laughs> often down 14, and it was just like, these guys are like slow or weird yeah. or like something just wasn't... They're just not like... They don't... They're not like... Like a no-brainer. When you watch them, you're like, look at this team. This is obviously, clearly the number one seed. It's just, I don't know. I don't have a lot of... I can see... who do you, Oh, we don't know who they're going to play. There's a reality in which they get bumped. Let's put it that way. I could see yeah. the eighth... I could see the one seed going down in the first round there. I think Minnesota has a better chance just because they have tall guys like Towns and Gobert. Yeah. To throw at yeah. Jokic. I agree. I agree. Oklahoma City does not have anybody. They don't have a center. How did Oklahoma play. City win? I watched... All 48 minutes of that game last night. <laughs> like, how did they... Giddy, how did, Giddy, Giddy. SGA. Yeah. They're solid wings, like 23-year-old athletes that don't get tired and yeah. just come at you over and over and over and don't get rattled and, like, play even with us for three quarters and then one quarter you'll be tired and we'll outscore you 39 to 24. That's right. That's, that's good, well said. And Jalen Williams is, like, that awesome third piece. And then who, though? After those yeah. three, like... Dort, I well, guess. Well, Jalen Williams is two of them, so that's... That's, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> There's two Jalen Williams. They cloned him. Be careful. Then, uh, Be careful when drafting on FanDuel or like putting <laughs> together a roster because I definitely picked the wrong J. Dot Williams a few times. The wrong Jalen Williams. And then uh, Lou Dort, solid defender. Yeah, Dort had a game yesterday too. Yeah, yeah, solid. They're a solid team. And the fact that they're like average age is 22 and they're getting Chet Holmgren in whatever draft pick they get. And Poku yeah. comes back. They're going to have like 75 feet of man on the court at some points. And they also have man, Trey man. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> so 81 feet of man, man. <laughs> and man. Um, yeah. I think Oklahoma city is a great example of a team. That's like the eighth seed this year, but like next year it could be like the Sacramento Kings. Yep. Where it's like this team won 52 games. They're the future Kings for sure. They're the princes. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. The Oklahoma City Princes. I'll say this. If they, if the Nuggets also get, like, if Minnesota wins and they play the Nuggets and they get, and the Nuggets get, like, a minus 1,100 or something like yeah. Boston is getting, I'm putting money on the Minnesota Timberwolves. You'll put a little, a, little, a little cash down. Yeah, I've seen enough. I've seen enough to know that Denver has some weird weak spots in their game. Well, I'm also curious because half of these teams haven't played a meaningful basketball game since, like, February. Right. And then half of them have been playing playoff basketball every game for the last six weeks. Right. And that'll probably and affect is game that helpful? one. I think that's probably or is that hurtful. I think that's just game one. 
yeah. think that, that just affects game one the most. I mean, Jokic's scars have healed. That's, yeah, how, that's long how long it's been since been, he's yeah. been playing. Like his arms, so is it like his arms this is a resting giant that they're going to destroy a weakened, like younger opponent, or is it going to be like we're rusty? <laughs> this feels like our first game, and these guys are like already like on 10 out of 11 right now so we can't even like hang out with them well do you remember when you and i we were like looking at lines and stuff and trying to figure out what to bet and we're like oh the nuggets are all starting their like starters this game Mm -hmm. and they were playing against a team like utah or someone who like they should have just like smacked and the starters like didn't know how to play basketball like utah was up like like 20 we were both laughing we're like we haven't lost a bet this fast ever in our lives (laughs) it was was like the first half or something it was like 21 to 5 utah out of the gate and it was like don't (laughs) don't watch it's over (laughs) it was a mess the nuggets playing it really felt like an october basketball game for them like we haven't played a meaningful basketball right some of them had literally not played like they were just resting Jokic. it's not like we haven't played together in a while it's like i haven't played basketball in a week it did feel like some of their coaches were like listen you guys you five are playing but don't play too hard don't get hurt (laughs) and like they were like we don't know what that how to do that treat it as a scrimmage right exactly it was like a run through yeah they seemed confused they were like all right so are we allowed to take a charge coach like what is the contact rule of it all so i do think it's hard to go from not playing any meaningful game to like um 100 percent yeah playoff basketball Yep, which is why I say bet the bet the wolves. Bet the wolves if bet, you get if you get the chance. Especially if they win. If they lose tomorrow, don't bet the wolves. Mm-hmm. They're not in the playoffs. There. We don't have bet a team that got mathematically eliminated. Wait, so yes, that wouldn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Bulls Bulls Miami real quick. Um, we haven't touched that. Is there a team <laughs> that you would want to see go move on between those two? Is there a team that I want to see the Bucks sweep? I guess I want <laughs> to see them sweep. <laughs> Who would put up a better fight? Who would be at least land a couple blows against? I would uh, think Jimmy Butler, right? Just out of yeah experience. Yeah, Zach Levine and Pat Bev are they putting up a fight? I guess maybe a little. Miami is like pretty. It's I find them to be a pretty tough watch personally. Like they're putting a lot of faith in like guys like Gabe Vincent, and it's like fellows, fellows, fellows. Like (laughs) this is not enough. And Kyle Lowry, like an old point guard, never a good look. I mean, when I watch Chicago on good nights, they're a really fun team to watch. Like Zach Levine is one of my favorite players just to watch in general. Like I wouldn't necessarily want his contract on my team, but I do love him. Yeah. How he can just get to the rack. Like he's one of the best players to just like, give me the ball with seven seconds and I will get a layup. I'll just get a good old fashioned layup. He also like is not, he's a guy who's like grandfathered into being able to take a nice mid range. So it's like a, mm-hmm. a step back 18 footer, like mm-hmm. top of the key. It's like, oh, we don't see that very much anymore. Him and mm-hmm. DeRozan playing together. Mm-hmm. Long twos are okay. Yeah. You think Dame's watching the NBA playoffs? Yes, because he made a tweet about a. Who did he? Oh, oh, yeah, about, about Siakam. Siakam foul. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was not a shooting foul. It was, that was insanity. <laughs> He's like, I know that's not a shooting foul because they haven't called that on me all year. So yeah. there's no way. I know they yeah, didn't I, call that a shooting foul. I mean, it wasn't a shooting foul. It was absurd. If he's watching the Bulls-Raptors play-in game, mm-hmm. I think he'll be watching the playoffs. But you, you've asked this question a lot too, where it's like, do you think that Kawhi watches the NBA when it's not on? The answer is no, yeah. right? The answer is yeah, definitely I, no. Some basketball players are basketball fans and some are not basketball fans. They're yeah. just basketball players. Respect. Respect yeah. to those who are like, no, I'm good. Yeah. 
I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch film. Yeah. I'm not going to sit down and watch a game like as a fan. Yeah, no, I'm playing Fortnite. Yeah. This is That's what's fun to me. <laughs> I don't care about yeah. Kevin Huerter. I don't care right. about these guys. Yeah. Like, you never really hear about, like, who was, like, was Cat a diehard New Jersey Nets fan growing up? Doubtful. Like, I don't know about these things. I don't know anything about Cat. I mean, I know yeah. certain things about his family that are tragic, but, like, ultimately, yes. when it comes to, like, his personality and stuff, I don't yeah. know. But that tweet... That tweet that he sent out after they won that enormously necessary game. He sent out the weirdest tweet, which said, like, Wolves win. And can you explain the context of the photo attached? Uh, Somebody in a cat mask (laughs) being happy. Just a person wearing, like, cat's full body uniform and a Carl Anthony Towns mask over their face. And he posted that picture it's like a freaky image. It's like a weird <laughs> image. It's a bizarre image. Could be could be his mom. I did read some tweets that said it might be an old picture of his mom. Seems weird. Which would explain it a little bit. I guess it's so. A little weird. I, it's it, like the image just on site alone is a weird sight. Like it's like, is weird everything image. okay? Like it's a haunted pic. Yeah. I don't know if anything's okay with him in general. But, right. <laughs> um that picture specific yeah his he's voice a weird guy like there's a lot of stuff about his voice like him changing his voice for interviews to be deeper so that it's less <laughs> embarrassing i don't know if you've seen like a a super cut of that so it's funny that like your natural speaking voice is embarrassing uh, yeah. <laughs> Just, that sucks i have to change it i do the same thing for my podcast i mean you talk to me off mic i'm a different guy oh yeah you're usually up here most of the time exactly i sound like mickey mouse <laughs> funny uh, all right, I think we talked about every series, and we talked about a little bit about the insanity that was our over-under league in the last two weeks of the NBA season. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds like we might have another pseudo-league. I don't know if the uh, Buckets fans will care, but I think we're doing some sort of overall points league just because we can't stop gambling. Am I wrong in saying yeah, we that? we might do a points, a playoff points league. You draft players instead of teams, and you at the end of the playoffs, whoever team has the most points scored by the players that they have wins mm-hmm. so there's so there's the, some strategy of like okay now it's the sixth round do i choose the fourth best player in milwaukee because they'll go further or do i choose like uh donovan mitchell even though he might lose in the first round mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some That's... fun maths to be had there so if you're in a, in a group of five to seven people looking to have some action on every single basketball game a playoff points league i've done it before it's very fun Okay, great. Because um, as the guy who's coming off of a win, I was really hoping to kind of have like my own little honeymoon and just kind of like chill in my winning money and I'm yeah. back in it. No, yeah. no, no well, time. This will be, if you win it, maybe the best back-to-back since uh, Lakers 2002, 2003. Yeah, pro- this will probably be the best week of my life since the Lakers 2002, 2003. 2003. <laughs> I guess they also won back-to-back in 09 and 10, so it might be compared to that too yeah i think it's right in line with those yeah. two back-to-back championships <laughs> and especially if the knicks win you draft fucking J- jalen brunson in the second round he gets 16 games you also want to see like okay which team will play more seven game series because that's right. three extra games versus sweeps that also comes into play okay so what you're indicating to me is i am woefully underprepared for this thing we're about to do in like 90 minutes a lot of variables we okay do it. i'm toast great um all right sweet that's it we chatted basketball yep let's uh edit and upload this billy where else can people hear you you can hear me on the no joke podcast but you all knew that and also shout out my little puppy luna who just walked into my room right now oh let's see should we see her um, no, there's no real way of me turning the camera around right now. But you can go onto my Instagram handle if you want. Look, because there's plenty of pictures there. 
How are those performing? Um, they're actually getting more likes than anything that I've ever, especially on Instagram stories. The little yeah. hearts are flying in. I mean, flowing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you see the pictures of her half on a bed, half off of it. And you got to throw it a heart. I mean, what are you doing? What are you yeah. doing? If you're not loving that, <laughs> I mean like the, the, the sad part is that I'm also going to be posting the link to this podcast in call it an hour. And I'm going to want the same amount of hearts, but I know, I know that the Luna content is the only thing that's, that's driving this ship right now. So it you is might, what it is. You might. Can I recommend a Luna sandwich? So it's Luna pick podcast, Luna pick. Then people are like, sort of like taking it like dog medicine. Got you Amir. Thank you for your social yes. media consulting. <laughs> you have always been the best. <laughs> Solid tip. Good man. Uh, okay. Thanks. Thank you to you guys for listening. Enjoy the games as I'm sure you will. And we'll be back soon enough, especially if something crazy happens. Go Knicks, go Lakers. Woo. That was a HeadGum original.